Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, good morning, Bill Handel here. Uh, the last hour of the legal show on a Saturday morning, followed by Leo Laporte, as uh, we continue on. The phone number, 800-520-1534, 800-520-1534. This is Handel on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Texas, I've said this before, is a weird state. It's probably one of the most independent states uh, that exist in the Union. When I talk about independent, uh, there is a deep down, almost DNA-wired philosophy that Texans do not want overseeing by the federal government. They're about as states' rights as you can get. We do not want the feds telling us anything, which is why Texas, as the pandemic was rolling out and the numbers were falling and are falling, Texas, the first state, says masks off. We are bailing out of the mandate or the recommendations of the federal government because we are our own people. Same thing with their electric grid. Electric, and when you talk about grids, grids are connected from state to state. Uh, Here in California, for example, we're connected to the Pacific Northwest, uh, as well as states adjacent east to California. So when uh, a given uh, location needs more power, let's say there's a drought going on and electricity goes crazy, it can draw power from other parts of the grid, from other parts of uh, the system. Texas, and that involves federal oversight because it's going across state lines. Texas said, no, we're not interested in that. We don't want federal oversight. So you know what Texas does? It creates its own system that is not connected to others. So when the system goes down or parts of it are out of commission, it can't go out of state because it's not connected. It has no contract. So here comes uh, that winter storm, that once-in-a-lifetime storm that knocked out all the electricity in the state, and there was nowhere for them to go. So that that becomes problem number one. Uh, Problem number two becomes the customers. And they had, the customer has two choices in buying electricity, Two electricity bill options. One, a fixed plan where the price stays the same regardless how expensive or inexpensive energy gets. Or a market rate plan tied directly to how much wholesale electricity costs. 
And usually that saves money. Well, the state system uh, gets knocked out. And there are parts of it that are still left. But because so many people need that just to stay alive, because people within the state are just sucking as much of it up, the price for electricity went through the roof. And the price on these bills are charged daily. So there is a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit that's been filed by one of the customers of uh, electricity retail uh, retailer Gritty Energy. Now, let's start with the name Gritty Energy. And if that doesn't give you some kind of warning, something's not right here. Gritty, grid, uh, just I don't know who came up with that. If it were someone who worked for me, that person's fired immediately. So this lawsuit from Lisa Curry in Harris County said her electricity bill went to $9,300 during the storm, the week of the storm. Her average monthly bill, two to two fifty. So Gritty automatically takes out twelve hundred dollars from her bank account, and then takes out, and then on top of that, she has a ninety-five hundred dollar bill. And she says some customers were charged as high as seventeen thousand dollars for the week, because that's what Texas had to pay, because electricity was so in demand. And there's the one billion dollar. Uh, excuse me. I'm uh, having to start breathing because I'm my my muscle. I pull my muscle out of my chest. Um, so there's your one billion dollar lawsuit, and I think Texas is going to be in a world of hurt. Not only do they have infrastructure to rebuild, uh, it's going to be a mess. And my guess is that they may very well be part of the grid system after this. Maybe not. All right. Let's take some uh, phone calls. Uh, uh, here's Tom. You've been waiting for a while, Tom. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, good morning, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. I rented an indoor storage locker, and about a month after I rented that locker, we got a rain in Southern California, if you can believe that. Um, but it flooded my locker. I brought it to the attention of the tech working at the time or the customer service agent. She took some pictures, said she'd notify the owner. Haven't heard anything. I called back, and they said, well, did you have insurance? And I said, well, I shouldn't have to have insurance for your building. Your building leaked. And they said, well, we're not liable because you have to buy insurance. We're not liable for anything inside. <clears throat> I would, okay. I would think, though, I would think that they would have to have a sound building structure that I could count on in the event of a rain. Yeah, that makes sense. Would they not be liable? Uh, well, it's not just, yes, they're liable. No, they're not liable. In the original contract that you wrote, uh, did it say part of uh, your contract with us is you need to insure the contents? Does it say that well, right on the document? You have the option to. You have the they option? You have the option to. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're liable. They're responsible, Tom. Okay. You haven't done anything. So 100% responsible. Yeah. Oh, no. They, you have, you have it. it. Yeah, at first it was just boxes, and it was no big deal. But as I started pulling stuff out, then, you know, some of my mom's stuff was damaged. All right, now, have you uh, photographed everything? I'm photographing the damages as I remove it, yes. Then that's what you want to do. Make sure you have the photograph as you remove it, the box in the storage locker. Uh, they, If you can, uh, reopen the box in the storage right. locker. I mean, you want to get right. as much evidence as possible because uh, they're going to say, oh, 
you took that out. It was fine when you took it out. Oh, the damage occurred later on. Uh, the damage was already there. So uh, they could come up right. with a lot of defenses. And then the issue becomes valuation. Right. Yeah, you know, that's, that's something that I'll try real hard to be fair about. That, you know, well, it's not, a, no, 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 it's not a question of so hard to be fair. Forget about fair, Tom. Oh, no, you don't want to be fair. You want to get what you get because <laughs> you're going to get less than what it's worth. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, no, no. Fair is not the operative word here. And some of the stuff you're going to have to get appraised uh, after the fact. And uh, someone comes in and says, this is a uh, $2,000 chair. It's an antique chair. Uh, there, If you don't have that, they're going to say, it's a chair. And uh, a chair is right. uh, this quality of chair. Okay, it's a hundred and a quarter to uh, repair right. or replace. So the problem you're going to have is uh, what was in there, which is easy to prove with photos, and the valuation. Right. And, uh, but and you have on a dollar amount, I just just go to small claims court, right? Yes. Well, it could be more than that. Uh, and right. It, based it, on you, the evaluation. Right. Based, and then you, and then they can't defend. I mean, they can't say uh, we said you should have had insurance, and then you pull out it and it says I have the option of having insurance. Right. So okay, I, I think I think uh, you got. It. I think you're going to be okay on that. Uh, now, if it says you must have insurance, does that waive their liability? I don't know. Even then, I think they would have uh, some issues. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI AM 640. And uh, good morning. Bill Handle here. It is a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, back we go. More handle on uh, the law, marginal legal advice. Uh, Steve. Hello, Steve. What can uh, I do for you? Good morning, Bill. Yes. Great. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to know how do I close a trust? Okay, a couple ways of doing that. Uh, well, the important thing is uh, anything in the trust has to be transferred out. Uh, because oh, if you uh, if you close a trust that's still alive with assets in it, uh, it's uh, it doesn't exist anymore, and that simply becomes part of the estate of which there is no will because it was previously oh. in a trust. What do you have in the trust, Steve? Well, the only thing that's uh, in there now is uh, money, just one bank account, because uh, it's my mother's uh, trust, and she was in a home care for years and you know we sold everything off and, all right so how much money is in the trust steve how much money is in that 100, account? Hundred and fifty thousand. okay and who is the beneficiary of the trust uh there's four children and who is the trustee uh i am all right easiest way of uh dealing with the trust and i'm assuming the the money is now to be paid out or can be paid out right Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the easiest thing is just to write a check to everybody, and then you have zero left in the trust. <laughs> that, that, you okay. make it sound so easy. It is. And uh, and just look on the Internet how to formally close the trust. No, either you close the trust and you transfer out, or you transfer out and close it, or you do it simultaneously. Uh, but that's uh, real easy peasy to do. Uh, you go on the internet and then your search word, just ask, how do I close a trust? And the important thing is, the closing is easy. 
The important thing is distributing the money uh, pursuant to the terms of the trust. Okay. So, yeah, uh, just just go on the internet and find out how you do it, and uh, just make sure you distribute the money correctly. Because if you don't, I guarantee you, one of the beneficiaries is uh, going to come back and go, "Oh no, no, you did it wrong. I want the money." Eh, it works. Jonathan, hey Jonathan, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey Bill, so I made a, a pre-order purchase for an item that never, never was delivered. The company ended up folding. They went bankrupt. Chapter uh, uh, filed Chapter Seven and Eleven, um, and I never got the item. And I'm one of many people that this happened to. It was about five hundred dollars. Uh, I purchased the item through a credit card. Uh, or using a credit card, and the credit card company refuses to refund me, saying because it's been more than 60 days that they uh, did not deliver the item. So is, do I have any legal legal rights against the credit company? Maybe, or is there maybe, but, if, okay. uh, but uh, here here's the problem, Jonathan. Uh, if the terms of the credit card are that, uh, you have to make a claim within 30 days of uh, the denial of service or uh, the product not being delivered. Uh, then there are, and that was it. You signed to that. They're going to ask you, what part of uh, 30 days are we having a hard time understanding? Yeah, well, and, then that's exactly it. But maybe you can sue, wait a minute, but then maybe you can sue the credit card company. You can say, uh, because I was still waiting, because they say they were de- they, they were delivering it, they were delayed. Uh, and you should get your money. Find out if if this happened to a whole bunch of people. Do a little research and uh, find out if um, someone else is sued. Uh, because suing a okay. credit card company for five hundred dollars is eh, I don't know. You know, it's is that worth it or not? I mean, they're going to not just roll over. I mean, I'm assuming it's one of the big credit card companies, and they just don't smile and write you checks usually. Uh, what did you buy for five hundred dollars, by the way? It was a, a film collectible. Um, oh, well, film for what? A, what film yeah. collectible? Uh, Jurassic Park. It's the night vision goggles from the film. You know that was a horrible film. You know that, don't you? Oh come on! It was. Great. I mean, it was just—it was really god awful. You know, uh, the real issue here. You know, the, the real legal issue here is why would you spend five hundred dollars for a collectible for uh, from Jurassic Park? Uh, because it's one of a kind. It's never been uh, recreated by fans or by professional uh, companies. And, uh, I mean, people who I'm in groups with, we've been waiting for something like this for years. Um, and this company promised to deliver, and they All failed. Right. So, so you, the bottom line is you're a savant, and you guys sit around. I'll, I'll bet you, how old are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm 38. And I'll bet you've never had sex, have you? In your entire life. Marcus. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Hi, Marcus. I'm before, I promise you. Uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, okay, sir. Uh, I hope you can hear me because I turned Oh, you know what, Marcus? Marcus, let me do this. Hold on. Marcus, Marcus, uh, I'm going to stick you on hold uh, because I've uh, we have to take a break. And I'll, I'll come back and grab you as first uh, at, at first when we come back. So uh, let me dive into a little bit about cybercrime and identity theft uh, and how easy it is for these cyber criminals to make our lives completely, totally, insanely miserable. 
They grab our identity, and there's a bunch of different ways they can do that. And with that, they now establish uh, credit cards. They apply for credit. They start buying things in your name. And this is where uh, LifeLock comes in. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, far more than any credit monitoring uh, system would ever do, far more than you ever imagined they could do. LifeLock is about detecting your information and letting you know if it's been compromised. For example, here's what happened a few weeks ago. Someone applied for credit in my name. I shut it right down because LifeLock told me about it. Uh, And and it turned out that uh, it was legit, but they told me all about it. If um, your identity has been compromised, uh, LifeLock is there to protect you. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction, every business. LifeLock, that's protection. Save up to 25% off your your first year with the promo code handle. Visit uh, LifeLock.com, promo code handle, or 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code handle. This is Handle on the Law. Because I'm Handle here on a Saturday morning. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Hello, Evelyn. Yes? Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? I have a question about my if I have a legal recourse because... Um, because um, I lost my privacy and my sense of security because the manager of this apartment building in Riverside keep ignoring my complaint about about the the things are stolen in my apartment. The first stolen was over two thousand dollars. Ooh! Because I had. I have beautiful things, and they think I'm rich, maybe, because when I well, came not here, anymore. Not anymore, yes, but they think I have money somewhere. In and my so bucket. they keep on breaking. Hold on. Whoever breaks in keeps on breaking in, Evelyn? They are not, they are not breaking, sir. Um, they have a key because they are the apartment manager. and the Oh, so wait a minute. So you're saying the apartment manager is uh, literally opening the door and stealing your items. No, I think, I think they, you see, the maintenance and everything, they have the right to, to take the, the key to the apartment, you see. Who does the maintenance the on manager, the apartment? Hang on. Maintenance on your apartment? How often are they in maintaining it? Well, this is a senior apartment. Oh, okay, got it. All right, I can see that now. And you think management is either doing it or one of the maintenance people are doing it. And I can see I, the problem. So what's your question, Evelyn? I have a feeling why they hate me. Well, me too. Do and, I? It didn't ta- and it didn't take me very long. Yes, but they probably don't want me here. All right, maybe. But the, yeah, I talked to the, to the woman in the front desk said they want me here, but she does not know what's going okay. on. Okay, so, Evelyn, so what, what can I do for you? What's your question? What is my constitution? Forget about constitutional rights. No, no, it's, this has nothing to do with constitutional rights, Evelyn. It just what has to do... Is that? I'm sorry? 
what is that constitutional right? I uh, have it, it's, it not, it's not a constitutional law issue. It's a straight issue of uh, uh, you're entitled to live in your place without someone breaking in. I mean, theoretically, it's constitutional, but it's not a federal case, as they say. Uh, have you called the police? I called the sheriffs 12 times. And I stopped calling them because they don't do anything. All right. Well, I, at this need... point, yeah, I mean, you're really stuck between a rock and a hard place because moving from a senior center to another center uh, is really difficult. Uh, you can't just change the locks without management knowing uh, about going on. Uh, the only good news about uh, them, that, about uh, your stuff being stolen is it doesn't look like you, you have anything left to steal. So I have gonna, a lot, sir. You still do? Where are I you keeping this? More. Then why don't you, you, first thing you want to do is take it all to a safe deposit box. That's the first thing. Get it out of the apartment. That will be too big. What do you have? I have, a safe, I have the safe deposit, Bank of America, all my expensive jewelry. Is in the, is in the, is, is in the, the safe deposit box, right? That's yes, already sir. All right, so that can't be stolen. I know that. So what's left? What's son, left that can be stolen? Oh, my dresses, my designer dresses. My they're going to ta- they're, they're going to take your designer dresses, and the police won't do well, anything. And the keys. I got to tell you, Evelyn, I don't know what to do with that. It's just one of those. I just don't have the answer. I really don't. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, better you than me, kind of thing. That's what it is. Al. Hello, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. How are you Sure. Doing? What can I do for you? Hey, my neighbor did some renovations on their home. It's actually a rental property. Um, and in the renovation, they added an outdoor security camera. And it's on the back corner of their house. And it's one of those 360-degree cameras. So I really can't tell where it's facing, but I can definitely... It definitely points into my window of my kitchen, into my living room. I wanted to find out if there's any recourse for that. As the crow flies, it's about eight feet from my kitchen. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. If it's if it's on his property, it really doesn't matter how close it is. And uh, the quick answer is, yeah, uh, he has the right to do that. Uh, what can you do? Um, there is um, uh, there's a legal concept that just come that has just come up. Uh, that the courts have uh, ruled on in just those cases, and it's called um, uh, the uh, legal uh, window shade concept of law. All right, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but uh, that may seem to work. Uh, the other thing is to put a nice bright light so any camera zipping along, uh, you've just blown out the video tube. Not that they have video tubes anymore, uh, but the other answer is um, just, you know, he's he's allowed to do that. And and when you go into the kitchen, put your pants on. Uh, that's all, and don't throw your wife up on the sink and, uh, you know, do what uh, you've seen in the movies. Not that everybody does that, but uh, the bottom line is, um, yeah, yeah, he's about, he, he can do that. They can look into your window from the outside from their property. Uh, now, you can argue it's stalking. Uh, you can argue it's interference. Police won't do anything, and, it, and literally it might take going to a, an attorney 
and trying to get some kind of a restraining order, but that's uh, those are not easy to get. It's probably under the interference with your ability to uh, live uh, your life reasonably. And then again, uh, it's also in almost those window shades. When I talk about window shades, much fun as I'm having. There are plenty of those shades that are like see-through. You can see out, but they can't see in. And if you're looking at your neighbor's uh, you know, side yard, the side of the house, what's there that's so damn interesting about that? Colleen. Hi, Bill. Oh, Colleen, you there? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. Um, I work for a law firm, and we took over a personal injury case from another law firm where the attorney passed away. Um, we did do a couple appearances on, on the case prior to the attorney passing away, so I guess they felt that we were the best option to take over this file. So we took over the file. Uh, no lien was asserted from that law firm. Um, they had the case for three years, and the demand was ready to be popped uh, almost immediately. And so we found out what the policy was. We did a policy limit demand. We got it. Um, and now that law firm is coming back saying that, they're entitled to the money. I mean, all of the money? Had, yeah, because they had the case for three years, and we only had it for a month. Well, but that doesn't really matter. I, I mean, that doesn't. That first of all, the fact they had it for three years doesn't matter. Let's look at the amount of time spent. Uh, because if the if, let's say you're asking for a continuance, right? Something comes up, you go in front of the court, and uh, the other side asks for a continuance, and the judge continues it for four months and there's nothing to do well you can't argue that you've had that case for four months uh longer than you did it's a question of how much work went into it if they have done 80 okay. percent of the work you have done 20 percent of the work doesn't it make sense for that first attorney to get 80 percent of uh the legal fees uh, usually, no. what hap- whether or not liens have been asserted, if a lien's asserted, man, there is no issue. You're in uh, you're in negotiations instantly. Uh, right. So, right. Uh, are you fighting with that uh, first firm? Well, well, um, yeah, yeah, we probably are. In that, um, when they said that they're entitled to all the money. Um, we then asked them to send over a lien. They sent over a lien for $2,300. Well, fine. We're fine with, with that lien. But then when they found out how much the... the right. All right. Let me for, make a suggestion. Now, you can, what you can do is not pay them. Uh, and uh, certainly, uh, once they made that demand, I think uh, the, uh, the whatever the demand is has to be held in trust until a dispute yeah. uh, is resolved that's for starters because if you right. just take the money and keep it uh, you're going to have a very interesting conversation with the state bar and sure. uh, there are res- there are bar resolution uh, i know LA county has one when there is dispute between attorney and attorney you just go in there and you argue it and it's binding i mean that's going to be a lot cheaper right, than right. lawsuits that are going to be filed uh, but right. let me ask, but let me ask Bill, let me ask you this how can they act as a law firm when the attorney's passed away? There's no attorney. It's just for the work firm. they did. No, no, it's just the work they did as legal work, and that's it. This is okay. Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. 
Good morning, Bill Handel here. It is a Saturday morning. Uh, more handle on the law. Uh, Will, hello, Will. Welcome. Yeah, the uh, question about um, changing age and name. If you have, uh, if you're not sure where you're born, and all yeah, that. Uh, but let's start with your name, Will. Uh, why would you think that's not a good name? Seems to be one of the better names yeah. out there. Uh, being a I really William. want to change my age. There, you want to yeah, change your age? Yeah. And why would you want to change your age? Well, I'm not sure uh, if uh, I was born as his dad. He's real old, and I'm not sure that's my dad and all that. Wow. Name change. Not sure it's your dad. How long have you been in therapy? Therapy. Yeah, therapy. Uh, that would. I'd be there. That's forty years for me. Just that alone. Yeah, just that uh, alone. Okay, but let me ask. Uh, right now, uh, there is a birth certificate, correct? Uh, yeah. I think so. Okay, and uh, how old are you uh, on the birth certificate? Uh, fifty-nine. Okay, how old do you think you are? I'm about thirty-five. <laughs> You're about 35. Your age is 59. You sound like you're about 85. Uh, 85. So, yeah, you've got some interesting things. Yeah, You're allowed to change your name. That's an easy one. The courts let you do that, except if you're doing it for fraudulent purposes. If you're trying to get away from creditors or in any kind of a fraud, they're not going to let you change your name. Other than that, you can change your name to any, any name you want. You can be Adolf Hitler if you want on a name change. They'll give it to you. Age a little bit more difficult uh, because uh, you have to prove that it was a mistake, uh, that you're really not 54, you're really 38, uh, and you walk in and the judge is going to look at uh, your petition and go, Will, come on, really? Well, so... Yeah, yeah, the no, no, I don't have any advice. No, it's uh, no, no, I even know what the hell to do with that. Uh, Deborah, Hi, Deborah, Bill. welcome Thanks to Handle on the Law. Hello, Deborah. Thank- yes, I'm here. Can you yes, hear me? I can. Okay, good. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, my dad is 92 years old and was married to my mom for 52 years. My mom passed away in 2004, and he remarried in 2005. He had his trust rewritten, leaving the house and his assets to my brother and I. My dad is now in hospice, and his wife is saying that she's going to stay in the house until she dies, and she's getting a lawyer to make sure that she can. Is that possible? Oh, sure, it's possible for her to get a lawyer. But upon his death, the property changes to you, correct? You and your brother now own the house upon his death. Correct. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, but let me tell you, uh, that lawyer and you are going to be on the uh, lawyer and uh, the ex uh, is are going to be on the sidewalk saying, gee, we really want to move into the house. No, the house belongs to you and your brother and you are entitled to toss her out uh, whenever you want, as long as the trust stays the same. Now, if the trust has been changed, uh, then a couple things happen. 
If the trust has been changed and uh, it indicates that she is able to stay in the house until she dies, uh, that's called a remainder man. Uh, That goes way back in common law. I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years. Then she could stay in the property until she dies. But if that's not the case, uh, then... Uh, it's just it just belongs to you and your brother, and that's it. And even oh, if he, okay. and he go ahead, I got one more point. And even if uh, he did change it, where she now gets the house, you contest it because that's under duress. Uh, Dad's ninety two; he's out of his mind; he's in hospice, undue duress. Okay, one last question before uh, we bail out of here. What's your question? Okay, hon. So if she refuses to leave, then I just go through the eviction process. Yeah, yeah, it's that simple. Okay. Okay, that's easy. Okay, Unfortunately, uh, because of COVID, uh, that's another entire issue. But those are the legal issues. Hey, we're out of time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.